Hello, hello everyone. I am so happy to be back with you today for episode 28 of the Worth More podcast. I am your host, Cami Bleefs, and today I am beyond excited, as always, to be coming at you with some more information, some more insight, and hopefully inspiration for you to truly live your best, healthiest, and happiest life. And a huge part of living is eating. And so today's episode is going to be about one of my favorite things, which is food, but one of my least favorite things, which is feeling guilt around food. If you've ever consumed a piece of cake and immediately felt shame, if you've ever ordered a salad when everyone else around you ordered a burger and you felt kind of holier than thou, if you've ever felt a moral feeling towards your food order, then you are predispositioned to be someone who feels guilt at some point with food. And I really want to address that because I think that a healthy and grounded life does not have room for shame and guilt when it comes to food and how we are fueling our bodies. And so in this episode, I want to give you some tangible tips so that you can start separating yourself from that mindset and truly start enjoying food that you love and letting go of food that you might have been eating because you felt obsessed with it or because you were told to eat it or whatever other reasons you might have chosen that and actually making these decisions for yourself. So this episode is all about food guilt and how you can get out of that, and I cannot wait to dig in. Of course, before I get started, how am I feeling worthy this week? I wanna know how you're feeling worthy this week, so shoot me a DM or an email and let me know something that made you feel really good or something that you did in a small way that said, I am worthy to take up this space, to take this time for myself, I deserve that. I wanna celebrate you. I want to hear that with you. Um, But for myself, I'm super excited this weekend, or technically the day this episode airs, we will be on our way to San Francisco for a music festival. And I just feel so lucky that I'm able to have a job that I love that also allows for the flexibility for me to work from anywhere and to travel with TJ to go to some really cool places. So we are going to a music festival in San Francisco. One of my best friends will actually be joining us there. And it just made me feel really excited and joyful to have prioritized that time, prioritized that trip, the money, and whatever else we needed to get set up so that this could be something that we did. You know, I, of course, am worthy to make myself and some of my own dreams a priority, but I'm also worthy of being able to make those decisions with my husband and for my husband. And it's been really cool to prioritize some of the things that we want to do together and to not only show him and myself that we're worthy of that together. So that is how I am feeling worth more this week. And I assure you, there will be no food guilt following me into the weekend because I will be actively and have actively taken part in a lot of these steps. So let me know which one is your favorite at the end of this episode. Make sure that if you enjoyed it to share it out with your friends, leave a review. It means so much to me. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in. (music) 
So if you're listening to this episode, you are probably someone who has dieted at some point or another in your life, which means more than likely at some point or another, you have felt guilt around food. And you know my philosophy on it, but don't worry in case you're like, I need a refresher, Cami. We will get to it throughout these different tips. But I truly believe food is a neutral object. It has no moral value. And the fact that we give it so much power within our emotions, within our health, within our life, within our mind, truly shows kind of the cultural fixation that is there and that we ourselves have to choose to rise above that, to step outside of some of the ways that we've been taught to eat or think about food, to really free ourselves from that guilt and that shame. Your life and you were not created to feel that way and to kind of be consumed by those types of thoughts. And my hope for you is that if that is something that you're struggling with, I hope you know you're not alone. So many people struggle with this on a small scale to a large scale. And there are things that you can do to where this isn't the rest of your life. You don't have to worry about going to a birthday party and having the piece of pizza and the piece of cake. You know, you don't have to go to a restaurant and wonder if the salad will ever sound good to you. When you truly prioritize finding that balance within yourself, focusing more on an intuitive eating practice rather than a diet-driven practice, you really can find a place where both sound good and both are free from morality. So what I really want to obviously focus on today, though, is the guilt aspect and how so often, you know, we really, really crave something. We let ourselves have it and immediately feel worse. And not necessarily that it made us feel yucky. Maybe if we ate more than our body was calling for, it made us feel yucky. But outside of that, there's an emotion that had nothing to do with the food and everything to do with just the act of eating something that we associate with as bad. And that might stress you out because the first tip I have for you in freeing yourself from this guilt is to eat the food. And the truth is eating food that makes us feel guilty can over time reduce our guilt. As you show your body and your brain that the world didn't end and you didn't all of a sudden gain 150 pounds from the ice cream and whatever else, as you show yourself that the fears that you have around these foods don't actually come to fruition, then your brain starts to get tired of fixating on that fear and you start to show yourself, okay, nothing bad happened. Okay, nothing bad happened again. Okay, nothing bad happened again. Okay, it doesn't even sound good right now. Maybe I'm going to try something else. And slowly, you've moved on from even wanting the Reese's Pieces all the time. Can I get an amen? Seriously, Reese's Pieces and me had a moment together a couple years in Dallas, I was obsessed. There was a gas station across from our apartment, and I don't know what, they called to me on a consistent basis. And I went through this season of like, no, I can't have that. No, I can't have that. And eventually I was like, F it. I really want the Reese's, would eat it, feel bad. And slowly, as I kind of started trying to practice intuitive eating to free myself from guilt, If it sounded good, I ate it. I'm going to let you know. I ate a lot more Reese's Pieces than I had eaten probably the previous, I don't know, however, 20-something years combined. But guess what? 
they don't even sound good to me anymore. They could, and if they did, that'd be great. But all of a sudden, the obsession that I had with them was gone because I was no longer eating them feeling guilt. I was no longer eating them out of a response of restriction. And I was asking myself, does this even sound good? Why do I want this right now? So what it took was me eating and eating those foods to free myself from feeling like I couldn't eat them or I had to eat them all the time. So the first thing you need to do is reintroduce those foods back into your nutrition sphere. I know that this is going to feel scary for some of you who like haven't eaten bread in a really long time, but I assure you it's still great. We still love it. And unless you like have celiacs or something that like your body truly rejects gluten and bread and you're eating it or you're not eating it because you're afraid of carbs, I'm going to challenge you. Eat the bread. Start adding it back into your diet. Do you really want to give food this superior control in your life? I don't think so. If you're listening to this episode, I really don't think so. So whatever that is for you, kind of think of those foods that stir up that guilt, that stir up that fear and that stress and start to try and add them in. And I really want to encourage you to be aware of your emotional response around this, how you feel before eating it, how you feel during eating it, how you feel after. This might be uncomfortable, but shoving it down and ignoring it won't fix the problem. So let yourself feel, let yourself be aware because this is part of life. Part of living is feeling. And for a lot of us who have been controlled by food in not so positive ways, we have to let ourselves feel again. We have to let ourselves process through some of these things again. So for super long point number one, eat the food. (laughs) The second step is a great thing to do in conjunction with the food. Have a list of mantras at the ready because more than likely you're going to probably feel a little negative about it. You're going to feel a little stressed about it. And what's really important is to remind yourself something as simple as I am in charge, not the fear or anxiety, or I am learning how to eat a wide variety of foods to nourish my body without guilt, or even food is fuel. It is not a moral issue. Anything like this is simply something to remind yourself of why you're doing it. I can trust my body and tell me, and I can trust my body to tell me when it's had enough. Tell yourself these things. Remind yourself of these things. You are in control. The food is not. But you have to be able to process your emotions and be aware of what's going on. And sometimes these mantras can be really helpful in reminding you of the purpose of eating the foods, right? Is to nourish your body without guilt, to not have given into that fear or anxiety. So have these mantras ready because they might not happen the first time or the second time, but eventually if you're pushing forward, they'll pop up. So just be prepared. Just have a couple things that remind you, this is why I'm doing this. I am worthy of this work and I'm going to keep pushing forward. The third step is I want you to redefine healthy eating. Healthy eating has kind of been sort of taken over by our diet culture industry and pretty much kind of goes in line with 
a lot of restriction and extremism and rules and eliminations. And that's what healthy eating looks like for a lot of people or what it's perceived to look like for a lot of people. But you need to reclaim what healthy eating means to you and what isn't influenced by the diet industry. So if you can look at healthy eating as satisfaction and nourishment and flexibility, not a specific type of diet or a specific type of restriction, you can really start to create a sustainable healthy lifestyle. That's what we're going for. You don't want to keep yo-yoing for the next however many years. It's time to get off that train. But that means that you've got to stop taking someone idea, someone else's idea of a healthy lifestyle and really think for yourself, what does this mean? And reclaim that, choose that and say, okay, you could tell me that this juice cleanse is the next best thing, but I am going to think about for myself, is this something I really want to do? Something simply like, do I want to drink celery juice every single morning? I tried it and it was fine. I wouldn't say that I was like, it was life-changingly different for me personally. Everybody has made up differently. And I think that for some people, it really could be really awesome. But for me personally, it wasn't. I also did not, I got tired of it. Okay. I got tired of it. So for me, my healthy lifestyle does not involve celery juice every morning. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So choose for yourself and take ownership of that because it truly is your life that you're choosing these things for. Moving on, y'all. I mean, I feel like this is already a lot for you to kind of start off with, but we've got so much more because I truly believe that this is such a big issue for so many people. And I think that if we can reshape our relationship with food, we can feel so much more joy and peace in our lives that we've been holding ourselves back from. So the next step is practicing and working to unlearn negative beliefs. So, you know, the reality is, is there's a lot of different foods that you have a negative belief around. And, you know, it could be something like you believe in because you've been told essentially like a cookie is an addictive substance that probably triggers diabetes and will cause you to immediately gain weight. And of course, if you think of a cookie that way, you're going to feel guilty about that. But If a cookie is just a cookie, an enjoyable food that is just one of the many foods you like to eat, then you'll be able to eat that cookie without a side of guilt and shame. That's from, um, that kind of summaration is from Rachel Hartley, who is a blogger at The Joy of Eating, and I thought that was really well said in a sense. You know, if a cookie is just a cookie, and I think, right, wasn't there like a kid's book but something like that, give a milk, give a moose a cookie, give something a cookie. Oh man, this is going to bother me. And I'm say, how many more times can I say cookie in 30 seconds? But again, basically our culture has told you cookies have sugar. They're going to kill you. God forbid you keep them in your house. You have no self-control. How could you do that? And if that is what you've now identified and believe about cookies, Of course, you're going to feel stressed out if you eat a cookie. But going back to the basis of all of this is food has no moral value. And one cookie or even a few cookies is not for most of us, unless you have like a very serious medical condition, okay, is not going to like instantly give you diabetes. 
So you have to let go of these extremisms and you have to unlearn some of the negative beliefs. And a great way you can start doing that is by writing them down and dissecting where each and every one of them came from. And I have clients do this. I've done this myself in a lot of different ways with my own personal body narrative and whatnot. But really thinking about, okay, what are the main foods that trigger you? What are the main foods that you really struggle with? And write down what you believe about them, that they'll make you fat, that they'll make you slow, that they'll make you feel yucky, that they'll give you, they'll make you bloated, that you'll, there are a thousand calories and you're not worth eating them, or you didn't eat well enough, like you can only eat this if you've eaten really well. There's a lot of really negative beliefs that are super layered, and those ideas within themselves are things that you have to work through, obviously, but when you can kind of say, this is the fears that I've put on these foods, you can then actually look at them and be like, does this actually make sense? Is this one cookie actually gonna make me gain 10 pounds? What's so wrong with me gaining 10 pounds? Why do I have fear in that? Okay, well, if I believe this about gaining weight, where does that stem from, right? It's so much more than the food. It is this belief system that we have been learning far before we were ever aware that we were digesting this information that we have to now work to unlearn. So maybe it was in a magazine that you saw or you heard a friend or a family member say something about this food and you have just, it has stuck in your brain ever since then. Write that down, process that and see if it holds up to the light. See if it holds up to truth and be like, okay, that's kind of crazy all the pressure that I'm putting on the cookie right? It's just a cookie. Let me just eat it. It is so important to start with the beliefs that you have around these foods, because if you can unlearn them, then you can let go of a lot of the baggage that comes with them. A great way to unlearn them is moving on to the next step. I didn't even number these. So how, what are we even at y'all? One, two, three, four, five, five. Step number five (laughs) is as you're refocusing these beliefs, is to actually focus on neutrality. I've talked about this before in regards to body neutrality. Food is important to have neutrality too, right? There is no good or bad food. I did an episode on this early, early on. I think it was like episode four in the first season. Food is not good or bad. It has no moral value. And The goal is to have the same emotional reaction no matter what you eat. So like I said earlier, you're not patting yourself back for eating the celery and you're not hitting yourself over the head for eating the cookie. Food is just food and you are just you and it has no moral value. So if you can kind of shift away from having to categorize it as one or the other and just let it be and just let it say it is, then you can actually start to move on to step six, which is rethinking healthy. So, you know, obviously we were kind of talking about redefining healthy eating for ourselves, but another way to look at is rethinking what healthy actually means. You know, most people assume that a vegetable is healthy and the ice cream is not, but what actually determines whether a food choice is healthy isn't the food itself. It's the intention or the reasoning behind it. 
And this was kind of really, this thought was put together by a really brilliant dietitian and nutrition therapist um, named Haley Goodrich. And she really focuses in on what's your mindset behind eating these foods. And honestly, most of us kind of try and go towards, you know, we really confuse nutrient-dense foods with healthy foods. And and we kind of say like, okay, I'm trying to, I say this, you know, you should want to focus on nutrient-dense foods. Because if you can let go of eating something simply because it's quote, quote, healthy, you can actually start feeding your body all of the things that it needs. But the crazy thing is pizza is technically more nutrient-dense than lettuce because it has so much more going on and in it. Does that automatically make it healthier? Does that automatically make it unhealthier? It's the intention behind why you're eating it that makes it one or the other in the first place. So you have to start rethinking what you've been told. Guys, that's like what this all should boil down to, right? Question everything. But seriously, you need to stop believing that this one thing is going to be what stands between you and your health and realizing that so much about it is the internal narrative that you have then placed upon this external product. So... It really is about reshifting and rethinking what actually we're letting determine our healthy choices or our food choices in general. The final step that I'm going to encourage you to kind of work on, step number seven, because I've started counting after I've almost been done, is just get curious. You know, ask yourself, questions. Think about the bigger picture rather than just thinking about the cake or just thinking about the salad. Our life and our health is not made up of one moment, one meal, or one workout. It is a grand picture of everything working together. So instead of really fixating on your specific, you know, one-offs, Look at your overall food patterns and assess how you're feeling when you're eating those things. Assess your nourishment and the flexibility that you're feeling or not feeling rather than being judgmental about one food or one food ingredient or one food group. Pay attention to the overall lifestyle you've created for yourself because it's important. You're living a life right now, which I know you're like, duh, but seriously, It's like that quote where like not making a decision is in itself making a decision. You choosing to believe these things about food and make these certain food choices and have these certain food ideas is choosing a specific lifestyle even if you don't mean to be. And is it really the food narrative you want for yourself? Is it really the healthy lifestyle you pictured living? Is it really where you think you want to be for the rest of your life in this mindset? Probably not. So how can you start shifting now? Because you have to remember you are worth it. And you have to remember that this work can feel overwhelming, but that doesn't make it impossible and it doesn't make it worth your time. So start exploring. I'll start and I'll do a nice quick little summary 
with my step numbers now, because that's where we're at, one, eat the food. Two, have a list of mantras ready when you do choose to eat the food. Three, work on redefining what healthy eating will mean for you. Four, unlearn those negative beliefs that have been holding you back. Five, focus on neutrality and letting go of labeling foods as good or bad. Six, rethink healthy and think about your intentions behind what healthy means. And of course, seven, get curious. This is your life and you have to eat for the rest of your life, God willing. And it is such a joy if you can remove the guilt and shame from it. But you do have to try, especially if you're someone who's currently struggling with that, like I was. I didn't just wake up one day and no longer feel guilty about eating cheese, which is my favorite, and I used to feel so sad and be like, no, I'll just have one slice or I'll only eat it with an apple, which is actually really good, but I was doing it for the wrong reasons, and that didn't make me enjoy the cheese anymore. So you have to prioritize this for yourself if it's something that you're struggling with. You have to decide that now is the time so that you can enjoy eating for the rest of your life. There's no time like the present. Someday is not a day of the week. My mom said that quote and I loved it. And I was like, yeah, that's so true. Someday is today, today, right now. This is your sign Start with step one, go out and eat the food you fear the most. Let me know how it goes. I will help walk you through it and tell you everything's going to be okay as you freak out a little bit. But just practice, just try, just make an effort with yourself. You're absolutely worth that time. And I hope that you know that. I hope you feel a little encouraged to start addressing this aspect of your health and of your life there's anything that I can be sharing or talking more about on the podcast, please let me know. Please tell me what you're interested in. And again, share, rate, review, whatever you have time for. I so, so appreciate it. And I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day. Bye guys.